everyone, and welcome to another episode of 1923 Main Street. Home of the Disney Travel Podcast with the latest Disney Travel news. We are your hosts. I am Mike Bellobratic. And I'm Amelia Bellobratic. And today, a brand new update to Disney Genie Plus service at Walt Disney World. How to increase your chances of seeing Rogers, the musical, at Disney's California Adventure. And the Florida Orange and Flavors of Florida foodie guide is coming soon. Yeah, lots of news this week. And let's kick it off with this. Now, this is funny. So, yes, there is an update to Disney Genie Plus. Now, (laughs) I've seen this quoted in tweets and things. Big news or breaking news. Now, this as far as I'm concerned, is a nice welcome change. But this is baby news, right? This is not big news. I would say, for me, it's important news if you are a big fan of Disney Genie+. Plus. However, it's not groundbreaking front page news. It would be big news if they were bringing back fast passes. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> that, a good point. That's what I would consider big news. But, you know, a lot of these... I'd uh, throw a party. But... A lot of these social media accounts just... It's funny because anytime there's a release, there's like a hundred accounts. Big news, breaking news. Well, uh, you can now pick two days on. It's Genie a lot of two parks. But for me personally, it's just I never get super excited about these things because all of this seems like things that they should have been doing already. Yeah, let's jump into it because we're talking about it. We haven't officially said what it is. I'm sure our listeners know, but for the record, in a baby step, I would say towards making Genie Plus a little bit more flexible, you now have the option to purchase a single park or multiple parks, which is something that's annoyed us. So we welcome the change again. Not big news, but welcome news. So wait a minute. Here's my question. Is this a more expensive option? Well, yes. So here are the things. So with this addition, prices are going to be different for different parks, right? So you can pick one park or you can pick two parks. So if you're park hopping, you can now use Genie Plus at the second park. Now, I've seen questions online from uh, other guests saying, well, wait a minute, if I have a park hopper, do I have to buy two parks? I'm guessing no, because if you have an annual pass with park hoppers, they're not going to force you to buy two parks all the time. So it's going to be guest choice, I believe. We'll know when it comes out. But at least this way, if you want to use Genie Plus and you are park hopping, you can now add it. Can you add the second one later in the day? Probably. I don't know. We'll see how it all works. But the big thing we're really waiting for that they've announced all these changes is the ability to do this, not the day of. So as it stands, nothing else has changed. You can still sign up for Genie Plus at midnight on the, you know, 12.01 a.m. on the day that you're visiting the parks and you have to wait till 7 a.m. to start booking things. Okay, and I'm sorry, it doesn't make any sense. This whole system makes no sense because Disney's like, okay, you got to book your park way in advance. We got we to gotta know what park you're going to. If you want to park hop, it can't be until later in the day because we have to know all this time in advance. Oh, but your rides? Yeah, we can do that with, you know, one hour of yeah. the park opening. So your sentiment it doesn't make is, any sense. it's pretty universal. Most of the Pick comments one. I've seen on this are Disney's looking for ways to overcomplicate the already complicated things. And there is some of that in this. Again, I don't know why they're dribbing and drabbing it out. A little bit here, a little bit there. Just let us start booking. I don't know why we have to wait until next year or whenever they're going to do it. Anyway, Probably a legal nightmare to undo everything so all at once. it is good news. If you're park hopping, I mean, it's going to cost you more potentially. They're probably going to hike the prices. It lets them surge price and all that That's sort of what stuff. I'm sa- but. It's interesting news. It might be bad news for your wallet, though. 
And now, as we as we did won't be free. on a recent episode, we shared our experience from a very very busy time in March break where it was better off not using Genie Plus. So, really think about whether or not you need it. When they first launched it, and it was fifteen bucks a park. It was a pretty no brainer, you know, fifteen bucks per person. Now it's double that sometimes, if not more. So. You need to think about it now. We tried not using it, and we actually had a bit more fun and ended up getting on almost everything we wanted to. And then if you use individual Lightning Lane for the Primo rides along with that, you might not need it. So really think about it. Yeah, it depends what your goal is. If your goal is to get on as many rides as possible, you don't really care what the rides are. Genie Plus is probably the best option. If you have a set list of, I need this ride, this ride, this ride, and this ride... Your key was, in that statement, you don't care what the rides are, because then you can sort of just go in order for what's up next. Well, you can get on Dumbo and And Barnstormer and all all those things. Honestly, if you have little kids, it might be a better option, because their rides are probably easier to get. Yeah, because then you can sort of walk your way through the park almost one after another. Anyway, that's the news. Park hopping, now possible using Genie Plus as an aid. Now, let's talk about other ways to get advanced things. So... Rogers the Musical coming to Disneyland Park, and it runs through August 31st. Now, there are two ways you can increase your odds of getting a seat to see the show. Yes, this show has many runs with several shows daily, Tuesday through Saturday, most weeks during its run. And you can, of course, gain access to the show through a virtual queue system. Yeah, it's only available through the Disneyland app, so Make sure you have an account, download the app and all that stuff. On performance day, they're going to have two windows. The first one's at 10.30 a.m. for the morning shows. And then there will be a second one opening at 2 p.m. for the shows that remain that day. Yeah, and- It's not mandatory, but mm, in some ways it might be. <laughs> Because if the virtual, you know, you might not get in if you don't have a virtual queue spot, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you can check in for walk-in options. And just remember, if you are traveling to see it, be sure to be aware of that time difference if you're in a different time zone. Yeah, that it is local time. Now, that is a good point. If the virtual queue is full, you can still go and just see because there might be walk-ons. Now, the second one, they're adding a dining package. They're making their dining packages are usually not bad. Yeah, I don't know if I'd pay for this one personally, but... Yeah, they call it a... Rogers the Musical Premium Viewing Experience for $29 a person from the Studio Catering Co. truck in Hollywoodland. And these are quantities that are limited per performance, so this might not be a walk-up option. And the package includes Rogers the Musical Popcorn Bucket. Oh, we know everyone loves those. With With kettle corn. It's not an empty popcorn bucket. (laughs) Well, there you go. And a choice of bottled beverage, plus, of course, access to lounge seating before the show and priority seating in the theater, as well as a souvenir lanyard and access to a photo opportunity. Yeah, so it's not bad, 30 I bucks would... a per... I mean, if you've got a... Fa- this is the thing. If you're a family of three or if you're a couple, it's not bad. If you're a family of six, That's... it starts to add up. So That's true. think about it. Depends how much you really want to see the show. This is an easier way to do it. Sounds good. At a per-person value, it seems yeah. like not a bad not deal. Not too bad. You get a few souvenirs. So... Virtual queue and a dining package. So a couple of ways. Virtual queue, of course, is free. You don't have to pay for that. You just have to be on your phones again. <laughs> just <laughs> you watch just the gotta time. pray that Wi-Fi works. And then over at what was Pacific Wharf, now turning into San Francisco Square in California Adventure Park, starting mid-July, they're going to start sort of rolling out new things, and it will be continuing to do that until about mid-August when most things should be done. So. More what you'll be able to see, you'll be able to interact with Hero and Baymax, who will be outside Hamada Bot Shop. And also near that bot shop, the 
San Francisco Maker's Market, which is a store. <laughs> so, you know, it has uh, apparel and homewares and all the things that you expect in a Disney store. Yes, and you can look up to the rafters overhead to find the local BattleBot champion, which is Heroes Megabot. Yeah, a little so. hidden trick there. And across the way from that, there's a big vending machine that will dispense collectible golden medallions featuring Baymax and other San Francisco stamped items. Now, some of the dining options that they've released a few of the things. Yes, there is Ant Cast Cafe, which is the second bakery cafe operated by Heroes Loving Ant, and this will serve soups and freshly baked boudin sourdough bread bowls. Yeah, I'm wondering if this is where the bread bowls always were. Probably. We'll see. This could be good. This yeah. sounds good. And other Japanese-inspired cuisine, and you can watch for the mural of Ant Cast's lucky pet cat mochi on the store and mochi as you know is the japanese ice cream balls covered in we yes. have some at home they're very good yeah they're like a rice coating on ice cream that's a mochi it okay tastes better than it sounds and you, you know the old that. fishing net you used to pose in i'm assuming that's what this is the fishing net tannery across from the cafes yes so it would be the same area it's being converted into rita's turbine blender so a giant drink dispenser so remember do you Ooh, remember posing in that fishing too. hanging fishing net I guess you won't be able to do that anymore. So yeah, we'll but save then you'll those. You'll be pictures. able to get drinks. So. But I will now be able to get margaritas and other cold drinks. Not everything is going to be alcoholic. So it's owned and named after the repair tech who maintains the floating wind turbine. Look up. It's a giant koi fish and it sits on top of the structure. And then in addition to these locations, there is Cochina Cucamonga, Ghirardelli Soda Fountain. They'll all be having new inspired menu items as well for yes. San Francisco. So they're keeping those as they are, which is sort of interesting. Yeah, well, I look forward to I guess to you try. can have a Mexican restaurant in uh, you know, cultural area. It makes total sense. Yeah, I mean... Or any kind of restaurant, really. I mean, especially it is kind of based off of San Francisco, which is very culturally... Yeah, like any big city, like uh, Toronto yeah. here is exactly. as well. So good very stuff. Sounds pretty diverse. interesting. Yeah, looking forward to checking out. And finally... We're looking forward to this. The Flavors of Florida Foodie Guide is out, and this runs from July 1st. So it is starting soon, all the way through August 13th. At Disney Springs? Yes, and there are lots of delicious flavors to talk about, but we're going to mention some of our favorites that are new this year. Yeah, so check our show notes and blog post. We have the complete guide. You know what? It's pretty impressive. There is a ton of stuff and a lot of new stuff. But what we're going to do right now, as we always do, and these will be noted, is highlight our personal must-tries from what's new. Not Because there are some returning items we like, but we're only going to go with what's new in the interest of time. Otherwise, this will be a two-hour food show. So kicking it off, Amelia, what is your first must-do pick? Right, must-try so, pick. Yeah, so I'm a big drink person. So the Orange Cream Float, which is a mix of Coca-Cola, vanilla ice cream, and an orange cream bar presented in a novelty cup, which you can take home, is new this year and it sounds super delicious i would personally love it if they had this in other flavors as well but it's a great start and it looks pretty looks pretty good as well yeah and where will you find that at the coca-cola store rooftop beverage bar i did yes. not even know there was a rooftop beverage bar because we don't go in the coca-cola uh, yeah, store i didn't know that was a thing now we're gonna have to exactly maybe we'll be making a stop there now I'm going to go next over at the Edison. They have the Sunny Disposition. So this is a drink with uh, vodka, Florida orange liqueur, Lille Blanc, a fruity fraise de bois, and local fruits with navel oranges and tangerines. And this looks really good. Indian River grapefruit, strawberries, all in a nice glass. So a vodka-based cocktail. Check it out at the Edison. The Sunny Disposition, it's called. All right. Next up at Morimoto Asia, the... Bangan. 
yes. I think is how you would pronounce that. This, this looks super good as well. This is an orange blossom creme caramel, which is Vietnamese creme caramel reimagined with orange segments, sweet cream, and candied zest. Yeah, it does look mighty fine, I have to say. Yes. And I'm going for an easy one here. I like a little spice, as you know. So there's a pizza diavola at Pizza Ponte, and this has salami calabrese with chili and local Orlando petal honey. And I'm assuming it is spicy honey, or at least I hope it's spicy honey. Yeah, well, all of these look super appetizing, so photos are very nice. And you know I can't resist a churro, so over at Sunshine Churros, the Orange County Creamsicle which is a churro rolled in orange sugar topped with cream cheese frosting and a sprinkle of orange and white toppings. I have to say that one does look pretty good. And for me over at the Vivoli Il Gelato, I like this orange blossom honey cannoli. So I'm not a huge dessert fan, but I don't mind a two-bite cannoli. So this is a creamy blend of ricotta and orange blossom honey. There's the honey again. Served in a crispy Italian pastry shell, of course, as all cannolis are. So those are our personal top picks, what we'll be aiming for. We only have one day on our August trip. Will we get there or not? We'll see. To check this out. How badly do I want that How badly do we want this? We'll decide in the moment because it's a crossover day. The last day of this festival is the day we arrive. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. So there you have it. That is the news for this week. Pretty good news uh, for Genie Plus. Not huge news, as it may be couched by some, but still. Well, welcome it's huge you. news if you have ad revenue yeah. resting on someone yeah, clicking that link. It's huge news for Disney, which just answers my question of why aren't they waiting until the new year or but doing it. So any revenue they can squeak out now and I guess probably test how much of an appetite there is for this stuff. But what we really want is advanced booking. I think that's what we can all agree for that we're really waiting for. Disney, please. I think... Maybe I'll poll that. Which of these things are you most looking forward to and see where this stacks up versus advanced booking? Well, watch them try. If you want to book in advance, pay $15.99 to get access to advanced booking. Could be. Never know. We'll see. But I mean, at least what's more valuable, your sleep or your bank account? That is the question. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. That is the news for this week. As always, follow along on social media at 1923 Main Street. We will see you again next week and have a magical day. Bye-bye.